welcome to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Larson, and I'm passionate about helping you shift the way you think so you can create a life you're absolutely obsessed with. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought that's going to help you feel more optimistic and equipped to take real action. Get ready to push past limiting beliefs, ditch that negativity, and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of the Positively You podcast. And for the month of February, we are focusing on uh, relationships. We are focusing on that in the podcast and in our book club as well. So I, I'm just all full of all of the love and the good vibes this month, and I hope you are too. So I'm so excited to have my friend Amberly on today. She is a marriage and family life educator with her passion is marriage relationships, and I've been following her for a long time. And everything that she teaches and preaches about marriage, I absolutely love. So this is going to be a super fun conversation. Um, She has her bachelor's degree in family studies, her master's of education with an emphasis in family life education. She works as a marriage educator. She shares tons of date night tips, things for increasing your emotional and your physical intimacy, which I love, and just ideas for making marriage more fun, which I'm all about. So I'll stop talking. Amberly, hi, welcome. Hey, I'm excited to chat with you. <laughs> awesome. Anything I missed here? Do you want to like give a little blip about yourself? No, I think you got it all. I just have always been this hopeless romantic and like, like maybe a little over the top in my teen years to where it's like, okay, tone it down. But it's just been fun to be able to turn that into my career and take that passion into something that really like doesn't just entertain me, but transforms other people's marriages as well. I love that you're teaching from that side of it, um, where it's just like, it's always lit you up. I absolutely love that about you. It's my favorite. Okay. So who here, I can't see you, but if you're listening, raise your hand if you've ever heard that marriage is hard or marriage is a lot of work. Hi, everyone raising their hands right now, right? And that's true. I'm not saying it's not true, but you know that I'm really, really big on mindset and the words that we tell ourselves and the intentions that we put out there. And so if we are entering into this new relationship being like, this is hard. <laughs> Oop, this is hard. When does this get hard? This is a lot of work. Um, I'm not really looking forward to that a lot. I, I don't know about you, but I like I like fun things. I like when I'm engaged and excited and and looking forward to things. I don't really love a lot of hard things. So <laughs> I've always been like, let's shift that. Like it is hard, but like marriage can be a lot of fun. And that's something that I think you're really, really passionate about is making it fun. It is. And I think if you have that fun mindset, the hard work part seems easier seems more fun. It's not so like, like I have to communicate with my spouse. Like you're excited to hang out with them and the conversation might not be your most sunny, happy, laughy conversation. There's still serious parts of life and doing life together. There's a lot of like business as I say it, whether your parents or your managing household, there's always going to be stuff that life throws your way. But I found personally and with other people that when you're able to have fun amidst it all, like those hard pieces don't seem so daunting. 
and you push through them better. I don't know what word I wanted to look for there. (laughs) And you come out the other side better and stronger as a couple and not just like, well, now we got to pick up the pieces and try and fix this. So. Yeah, absolutely. My husband Connor says all the time that he's like, life is hard and life has a lot of this. He's like, but my marriage gets to be fun and gets to be this partnership. And I've always really like admired that kind of like mindset that he's come to our relationship with of he's like, yeah, all of these other things is what's hard. And it is like, I'm not discounting life and all the things that get thrown at us. And sometimes, you know, they're curveballs and we just don't know. And, but it's, it's having that person there with you that you can do all that with, um, makes a huge difference. Like you were saying, and when you can add some fun to that, I want to ask you though, if I'm someone who's like, I don't know the last time we had fun or we just do the life stuff. Like we're just in that like transitional phase and we're kind of roommates. What is, and I think I might know your answer. What is a a tip for you or a date night idea that you would give someone maybe in that position? So talking about like a date night idea, if you are in a space where you just feel like we don't enjoy each other, we're roommates. Like we just talk about the business and I don't know what else to talk about. Don't plan yourselves like a 48-hour getaway or even like a four-hour date and expect it to be super fun and everything that it once was, even when you were first dating and like could spend hours together talking about absolutely nothing and everything at the same time, because you were going to find yourself talking about absolutely nothing (laughs) and sitting, not in the sense of like everything, just like there is nothing to talk about and not enjoying your time together, but you have to build up to that again. So I always tell people like, start with a first date with your spouse, like Mm. go for coffee, go on like a 10 minute walk around the block, something that you would do if you, or that you would tell like a friend or a sibling or someone to do if they were meeting someone for the first time, like, I'm really interested in this person and I really want this to go somewhere. Okay. So start here. And then if that goes really well, add another activity onto it. And then if that goes really well, plan something for the next day. But you kind of have to start that relationship and build up to it again. Otherwise, I think you get in that, you continue that like daunting, like this is just not what it used to be mindset because it isn't what it used to be. And it's not ever going to be what it used to be, but it's going to be something great in how it is now. And you're going to look back on those times and pull things from those times like, What about that time when you were dating? Did you guys love to do? What made it so great? What, um, for me and my husband, it was just wandering the city late at night, walking around, talking, right? Like we just wander aimlessly and walk and talk. And because we were both living with our parents and we didn't let, you know, it was like, here's our like alone. We can go be alone. But um, maybe it is just like going and grabbing ice cream or like, hey, do you want to meet me for lunch for a slice of pizza? I only have half an hour. Give yourself like that time restraint and be on the same page about like, we're starting at square one and we're going to start it slow. Just like if you haven't had sex in years or even months, you you don't want to just like jump into bed together. Like right. start small like hold each other's hand and hug for longer and share a passionate kiss and it is gonna start a little bit further into a relationship than it would if you're first meeting someone for the first time but it is basically like starting a relationship anew where you are both at now and then building that romantic side on top of 
hopefully you have a strong parenting partnership or a strong household management partnership or whatever. And maybe you are just ships and night roommates doing your own thing side by side, build that relationship together again. Mm, I love that. I love the idea of like the first date kind of thing and just Mm -hmm. the starting small because when something is wrong, our first thing is always with no matter what it is, if it's in our marriage, if it's in our house, if it's our like downstairs closet that we've been ignoring forever. And then suddenly we decide to tackle it and we are going to do the entire thing. Right. And then it becomes a whole thing. So we, we do this where we want to do a complete overhaul and jump in. And I think that's the thing, right. Where we plan the romantic getaway or we do the big thing and then it may or may not blow up in our face. So I really love that idea of like, Hey, do you have a half hour to go grab lunch? And then you're just starting that connection again. You're just starting Mm -hmm. these little things. And I think that that is a really, really good tip. Even if you're not like, you know, struggling or at this point where you're like, hi, who are you anymore? Because we've just been doing our own thing for so long. But even if you're just like, you've got little kids and you've been so busy and you're just like date nights have fallen off and you're like, oh, we got to do date night. We got to do date night because we're always hearing how important weekly date nights are or frequent date nights. Mm to just be like, where's a where's a point where we can just connect, right? Because that's what dating was. It was just a point where you two could connect and learn about each other and get to know each other a little bit more. So I really like kind of just going back to the basic. Yeah. And when you're dating, like you're not going on an official date every single yeah. day, right? But like, I don't know about everyone else listening, but myself, like I wasn't just like, yeah, let's only hang out on Fridays and connect and like, We'll text here and there. Like it was, I'm, I'm, I mean, I was a hopeless romantic and I fall hard fast and <laughs> I do things a little backwards, but like from the time he got my number, like we were chatting on Facebook messenger, we were texting or calling every day. If we didn't see each other, we called and talked on the phone. Like we did something together every single day. And sometimes it was him watching ice road truckers next to me on the couch while I did homework. But like my legs were on his legs or Somehow we were holding hands while I was doing homework. I don't really know. Somehow you make it work, right? Like somehow you eat one handed while you're on a date because you can't let go of each other and just manages to work. But it's just looking for those little moments every day that you can spend time together. And even if you're not like, I want to be with you every moment of every day. Like I think some people are that way in their marriage. And I think it is because they've done those little things to keep that built. John Gottman always says it's the small thing done, small things that done often that make the biggest difference. And I think that speaks to like people who don't love Valentine's Day because you should be sharing love every single day. Like you should. Valentine's Day is a fun, like just a little bit extra, but it also can be a good like starting point momentum to like jump in with everyone else. And then how do we keep this romance going? So Yeah. I like that. Okay. So if we are, right, because Valentine's is like right now, um, (laughs) if we are using this as like a jumping off point, how do we keep that momentum going, right? Because it it can feel like, okay, we got that done and over with (laughs) like until next year. Yes. And it's not just like a once a year thing. Sex isn't just for Christmas, Valentine's birthdays. Like, yes, there's a meme and I know everyone's seen it that goes around. It, it's, it, peeks its little head up every February 1st. I see it. And it's the razor. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. It's the razor with all the hair in it. And it's like your razors on February 13th or something. And it's this like, haha, because we never get intimate or do anything until Valentine's Day. And I hate that meme so much because it makes me like, if it's relatable, that makes me just 
No, it shouldn't be once a year. It should be this this continual thing and this continual effort. And I know that that can maybe, I don't know, seem hard or overwhelming, but so, so, so worth it. So that's my, I'll jump off my, I hate that razor meme soapbox now. I like it. I like it. And it is like, even like with that, like simple things you're doing every day, um, that sex talks book that you're reading. And I'm, I got it when it pre-released or when it pre-ordered, when it released like last year around this time. And I've Mm -hmm. started it and gotten halfway through it. So I'm reading it along with you this month and I'm going to finish it because I love it. But (laughs) um, Vanessa and Xander talk about how they make out every single day at night. Like that's like their nightly routine. They make out no expectation of anything else. If it goes further, that's great. I know some people who shower together at the end of every day and it's not like a, we're jumping in the shower to get jiggy with it. They That's just where they connect. And they're connecting physically in an intimate way, in an intimate space. And they just talk about the day. And it can be something like that. It can be just sitting in bed together, cuddling at the end of the day. And just those little things that you're doing in between Valentine's Day, in between every single week's date night, if you get four hours to go on a date, you know? Or if that's only monthly. I remember during COVID, during the pandemic, people were like antsy because they couldn't go out together like they used to. Mm-hmm. Even if they were people who like only went out every so often because it now wasn't an option for them, they were like wanting it. And you saw yes. people set up like tables in the back of their car or next to their car in the parking lot and get takeout and have a fancy dinner or and people were looking for like, what is that creative way I can make this happen? And I think you have to do that in your marriage. Like, I can't do this right now, but like, find that like desire to want to and take that momentum and just move forward with it and find some creative way. I remember one day I was at the grocery store and I found they had like crunchy peanut butter Reese's, creamy peanut butter Reese's and regular Reese's. And I grabbed a pack of each and I text my husband a picture and I said, we're going to have a mini date tonight on the deck. And we sat outside on the deck after the kids went to bed and we talked and we tried each of the Reese's and decided which ones were our favorite and told the internet what we personally thought. And it was like 15 minutes, but it was just like a fun mm-hmm. thing to do together to connect. I think it's, it's the simple. intention. Yeah. It's yes, the intention yes. behind it. And I think that's, that's where... I don't know. We almost like take it for granted because we do have so many other things going on. And I am willing to bet that if we asked, if we pulled a bunch of people, we'd be like, what are your top priorities? And marriage would probably rank really high on that list. And then it would be, it's interesting to be like, is it really? Like, does it really play out like that? And it's just these small things that these intentions that make such a big difference. It doesn't have to be this big overhaul and I mean, if you listen to this podcast, this should come as no surprise to you that I'm always talking about the tiny little small things that you can do. Yes. And so when it comes to your marriages too, spoiler alert, newsflash, hi, I'm also going to be preaching the same thing that it's these these small little things. And the pandemic did something similar to us, right? Where it was like, oh my gosh, we got to get out of here. And that's when Connor and I started going on walks just because we mm-hmm. had nowhere else to go, but we needed to get out. And four years later, that is a connection point in our day and in our week that we don't go every day, but we go mostly every day if we can um, on these walks. And they take 28.35 28 minutes and 35 seconds. <laughs> Look at you. To the teeth. <laughs> I have my watch on. I know, I know the the split that it takes. But 
it's so like, it's just this intention where we know we have that. We know we have this connection point. And I actually really, really look forward to that, especially if we've had, you know, busy days where we've been in our offices all day or we haven't seen each other. We've been running kids around. And it's like, I know I've got 28 minutes that I can talk to you uninterrupted. And it's just these little things, whether, you know, if you don't want to go for a walk, if it's like, hey, after the kids are in bed, we don't go straight to the TV. Or if we do, like we have, you know, a certain show we're watching together and then we turn it off and discuss it or something like yes. just a little bit extra intention instead of living just on this autopilot. Yes. Yes. I, and I remember seeing you on one of your walks. I was like, I think I saw the back of your heads. Is this a I'm not a creeper at all. I'm totally a creeper. It's fine. If you, yeah, if you live near me, you've seen us on our walks. It's fine. And I loved it. And yeah. And I've seen like people at the grocery store, you know, people are like, well, don't just go grocery shopping for your date. But what is your, what is your motivation behind it? We're watching the office for the 50th time. We watched the office so many times. And then we started listening to the office ladies podcast and we would listen to an episode and then we would watch that uh, episode. And so it was more intentional than just like, let's put the office on in the background while we both scroll our phones right here. We were like intentionally in our head, like we're listening to this podcast here or we're watching to see like, that's a new scene, right? And so it can be something as simple as that. Something I would add is habit stacking. And I'm sure you've talked about this before, but build up something you're already doing. I used to watch my parents do the dishes together at the end of the day. And I added this in one of my podcast episodes and my mom's like, I wouldn't, necessarily have thought that we were doing that to connect (laughs) I was like that's fine but you could like it could just be like yeah everyone's playing in the background and you're there at the sink doing dishes you're getting something done together and connecting at the same time so I've heard a thing that's like don't always divide and conquer on things like do them together and I think that's not always possible but it is a good thought on that too of like where can we find that time what what time can you find and how can we get back a glimpse of who we were when we were dating and who we were when we first got married and who we wanted to be as we grew old together. Yeah. Going back to, you know, the the advice that we always get is, you know, you need to keep dating your spouse, keep dating your spouse. And I think we all internalize that as, okay, every Friday night we need to go out on a date. And I think what I'm what I'm coming to realize and kind of and thinking about is it's not so much the act of the date, but more like the mindset and everything that goes into when you were dating, right? It wasn't necessarily about the dates. Like, yeah, I had fun dates that I can think back on, like, oh, that was a really fun activity. But again, it's more of like the anticipation and the looking forward to things and the like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell you about this. And just all of the, again, intention that went into dating. So it's not so much like that you need to always have a scheduled activity on a calendar. I mean, you sh- that definitely helps to have some structure and some plan around it, but it's so much more like the entire mood of what mm-hmm. dating was for you. It's not just the date, right? Yeah. I... Well, I've been talking to my sister about this this week. We watched Bachelor and then like Marco Polo about the drama and her thoughts. And I was like, you know, I want to go plan their dates. Like some of the dates are just so over the top and they think like, you know, they make it this big, huge thing. And I always tell people like, don't think Bachelor level, think connection, like Bachelor connection. Like their idea is like you have hours together to connect with each other, three months worth in one date, right? Mm -hmm. But like, 
you're going for this connection, sharing that vulnerable side of yourself, talking about things that are going on, talking about things that interest you. Because you think you know your spouse when you get married, and you do, but you never know everything there is to know about your spouse. And we are always changing, right? Like we're changing and we're changing alongside each other. But even when you're changing alongside each other, you can sometimes kind of change and separate yourselves if you don't um, maintain that connection and that respect and that understanding and being willing to like, I always say like, continue to pursue your partner, like do something to pursue your partner every single day, whether it's sending them a meme that you thought about them or a stupid reel or, um, laughing at something they think is hilarious or like just telling them why you like them or saying thank you like I my husband's getting ready to go out of town for work and I was like does it follow over garbage day do I need to put on my calendar put the garbage out oh no no I don't because when he's traveled for work in the last couple years I've been like ah I take that for granted that he just rolls the garbage out on whatever days. I'm like, I forgot about that. And so like things that you have just come to expect because that's how your relationship works. Um, Just acknowledging those things and taking three extra seconds to kiss for longer. You have three extra seconds to kiss. It's not going to make you late for work. Like (laughs) you do. You know, I love that you brought that up about saying thank you for the things that we take for granted. I think this is huge. So much. I mean, we're both managing a household together. We're doing things and we can get it in our heads, especially as like the mom and the wife of the home of like, why should I have to thank you for that? Like you should just like do things. And so that can feel weird to acknowledge and thank. Thank yous go so far. Feeling Mm -hmm. appreciated. I mean, we know this when we are thanked for something, when we are seen and acknowledged, holy cow, it goes so far. And it doesn't have to be this like above and beyond. But like you said, he gets home from a trip and you're like, hey, by the way, thanks for always taking the garbage can out. Like didn't really notice that that was a big deal. And it really is. Thanks. And then suddenly he's like, wow, like she noticed that just that little thing can shift an entire vibe and mood of your entire day or relationship or whatever. I think that we discount how important just acknowledgement and thank yous can go a huge way. So, I mean, if you do nothing, like just go thank your spouse for something today and yeah, you for sure. like check it off. You did something for your marriage. <laughs> and it takes three seconds. You yeah. don't have to spend any money on it. You do have to spend a little bit of brain power maybe to think about like, what can I think my, thank my spouse for? I saw someone do like a gratitude journal type of thing for their marriage once. And it was kind of like a back and forth one where each day someone wrote something they were thankful for and passed it back to the next person. But I think even just like keeping your own, if you really want your marriage to like change and you want to shift that mindset, like keeping your own gratitude to journal like you would for yourself, those things that you're doing to change your mindset on life, find a way to do them for your marriage and change your mindset on marriage. Like what are three things I'm grateful to my spouse for today? They might be the same things every single day for a bit until you Mm -hmm. start to shift that mindset and think about it. What are... two things I can do to show love to my spouse today. And it might take like an intentional effort or setting a timer to remind yourself to, I don't know, throw their towel in the dryer while they're showering and getting it out warm. I don't know. I'm just thinking of random things off the top of my head, but something I can I do to show I love that love. you said that. The Literally the last podcast I just listened to, use that as an example. Is that, an example? that is so funny. <laughs> yes. It's one of my favorite like random things. Do I ever do it? No. 
I've Should never I done think, it. I think my husband would love it because he loves to like get out of the shower into like a sauna. So I'm like, mm. I get that probably, I just would have to like actually wake up and go all the way downstairs and put it in the dryer and then I'll, you know, but it, it can be worth it. And it can be today. My husband left the empty bottle of vitamins out on the counter. And I was like, he meant thrown away. But then I was like, no, this is just like his reminder. Right. And so instead mm-hmm. I added it to my grocery list and then threw them away and then text him and said, Hey, I'm going to the store. I'll grab your vitamins. And he said, okay, like something simple that like changed my mindset of like, this is his reminder. So I'm going to add it to my list and be like, Hey, I'm already going here. So I'll throw this away. Yes. Um, take it off and so yeah any way people think and anything they're trying to think of like like just shift your mindset just a little bit and find a way to love your spouse more think your spouse or touch your spouse more or I always think of like the love languages but I tell people to use all of the love languages like find a way even if your spouse isn't words of affirmation they still are going to love if you tell them you think they look really hot in those pants or um they you're grateful to them for something or like whistle at them or hoot their horn in public, something everyone appreciates all of those things. And so. Absolutely. So I love that you went to that direction because my next question was asking you, we're talking about how to show our, our person love and all of this stuff. And I know that you're a big fan of the love languages. Um, Is that something that you think every couple should take the test. Do you think that we just kind of like naturally figure it out um, along like our, the timing that we're in our relationships or, and, and when we uh, maybe are missing, missing the mark with the love languages. So I did a webinar on the love languages recently, and it was like to a lot of um, people who are professionals in the field. And so I was like, this is kind of a taboo topic and it's not a taboo topic, but like, People either love the love languages or they're like, "Mm, they're just a load of cock because they're not research based. But I think they're a really excellent tool to going back to that word intention to help you start thinking they're not like the end all save your marriage, only use the love languages. Like if your spouse's words of affirmation, just build them up, build them up, build them up and nothing else. Um, kind of how I alluded to a minute ago. But I think they're a really great tool. And I do think it's helpful to know. I think I was listening to stories or something the other day and someone was saying like took us a while to figure out but I think we finally figured out like this is my love language and this is his love language and then there was someone talking about kids love languages and how they kind of will settle into one but I think that your love languages can change I also think that everyone appreciates all of the love languages uh, I have so many things I could say about the love languages <laughs> and it's just as important to recognize when your spouse is speaking love to you in their language or even in a language that's not yours um, as it is to appreciate them giving you a back scratch because your physical touch and that's that would be my husband's number one. I'm terrible at it. I need to be better, but it's like a good back scratch, right? Like, yeah. Um, and so I do think the love languages can be a powerful tool and they can be a great place to start. And that's actually one of the first things. My husband got my number. We came home. We became Facebook friends. We started chatting on Facebook Messenger because that was like back when, I don't know if you remember, like it was a big thing. And like we were yeah. always on Facebook Messenger because we were all the like AOL, I am people. <laughs> um, and I was like, I was studying the love languages for a class. And I was like, you should take the love languages quiz. And he took it. 
And I don't remember what his were that first time, but I do know that like, as we've transitioned into different life transitions, acts of service used to be my lowest scoring love language. And now it's like right up there in the top two, depending on, because now I'm married and I have kids and I have a house. When I was single, I didn't have any of that. And I was like, just spend time with me and tell me I'm pretty. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But now it's like, do something, take something off my plate. And so I think it is powerful to take that and recognize that and use those, but also like they're a great place to help you start thinking of like, how can I create more physical connection in my marriage? How can I give my spouse a more meaningful gift? That's not just like, here's another charger for your phone or here's another Stanley cup in a different color. I don't know, like whatever that looks like, like what, and maybe that's what your spouse loves and that's great, but maybe they're just like, cool, I've got 10 of these. You give me one every time. Um, or I think about, I've been watching Gilmore Girls and Suki and Lorelai have a conversation where Suki says like, Jackson gave me a frog for something. And I was like, oh, I love frogs. And now every holiday I get some sort of frog something. It doesn't mean anything, but it's become our thing. Um, but like receiving gifts or quality time, like what is what is my spouse's favorite date look like? Or what do we love to do together? Is it going to the gym together? Is it going on a walk together? Or is it just sitting and like having a drink together at the end of the day? It's like, what is your guys's quality time? And how can you appeal to both people? And you know, it, yes. I could go into it, but starting simple and using those. I love it. I love that you're not saying it's this end all be all because I know there is definitely that spectrum of like, this is the love languages and you are in this box. Um, We all know I'm not a rule girly. I don't love like strict rules and strict boxes that you have to stick me in. So I love this. Um, I'm also thinking of, we talked about gratitude and and I know a fun way to practice gratitude is using your five senses, right? Like what do you see? What do you smell? What do you hear? All these things. I think it's kind of, you can go a similar way with these like love languages of like this week, I'm going to focus on uh, physical touch or Mm -hmm. next week or even today, right? Now I'm going to focus on like, let's try out like what more quality time looks like. This week, we're going to focus on words of affirmation. And it doesn't even have to be like we're, like you can make your own little intention of like, hey, this week for my marriage, I really want to focus on like giving my spouse words of affirmation. Right. And then that's your little intention for this week. And you just go out and then you can kind of explore and see like, hey, that week when I was doing this, like we were super connected and stuff. So like maybe I should do more of that. Or like this one week, like none of my like none of it was hitting like it. That's not our thing. Or, you know, and just kind of like playing around and experimenting. I think the more that we can just kind of add some curiosity and some like take the pressure off and just be like, I'm just going to like try this. And if it doesn't hit or it misses, right? We've all had that where like we try something in our marriage and it does not go how we think it's going to go. And then we're like, oh, well, complete failure. I'm never doing that again and shutting completely down. It's like, no, just try something. Like (laughs) it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, Just adjust and do something new. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. And maybe even you verbalize that to your spouse, like, hey, I tried this this week. You didn't seem to love it. Like, did you notice? Like, was it something? And they might be like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, but yeah, I do like that idea. I'm going to start doing that. I even like the idea of like every day, like, what am I going to do to physically touch connect? What am I going to do? They give me, and that's where I think we start to think like, like, oh, that's so many things. Like simple, 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 simple. Like, oh, I know my spouse has a really important meeting today. So I'm going to text them before but I'm going to be a meeting. So I'm going to schedule them a text. That's my words of affirmation. And Mm -hmm. I'm going, you know, 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I love, love that. that. Yeah. And again, it just goes back to, I think the, the word and the theme of this episode is intention, right? And that's why I love that this month we've even just chosen this focus. Every month we're we're switching what our focus is and this month it's on relationships. And so just kind of having that front of mind and being, and then, yeah, just, I love kind of having a jumping off point with with these love languages of how you can do that. And then, you know, just simple, simple, simple. How can you make it the most simple thing? Because we do have really full lives, really busy. We've got a lot of stuff going on, but we say that our biggest priority, I know it. I know so many of us have that as our top priority. We say it is, and I don't know if we act like it is all of the time and that's okay that's okay. Life gets going. We're on the hamster wheel. We get living on autopilot. So it's not like this isn't time to be like, you're right. Oh my gosh, you just called me out. I'm going to shame myself now. Like, no, we don't do that here. But just taking the time to be like, okay, yeah. Could I put a little bit more thought into this? Could I put a little bit more intention into this? I think that kind of goes back to a thought I had earlier when you were kind of talking about that, that Marriage is one of those that like, we want that to be a top priority, but it's also one that's the easiest to put aside, Mm -hmm. right? Like kids, kids are going to hound you until they get what they want. You know what I mean? Like kids, when they're babies, they need this. You can't just be like, hold on, hold on. You're going to have to wait 10 minutes for your bottle because I got to finish this conversation with dad. Like that's not, that's not going to fly. That's not going to fly. Um, work a lot of times, like deadlines come up and we feel like we have to say yes to commitments to other people or, but it's, I don't want to say like, we take it always for granted, but I think that we just think like, they'll still be there. And I hear people say all the time, like right now our focus is our kids and our marriage will still be there. And I tell people like your marriage may still be there. Like the actual person may still be there and your union may still technically be intact, but is your marriage still there? Yeah. Unless you like put that effort in. And when I talk about making your marriage a priority, I always get pushed back. I'm like, I just like, these things have to come first. Like we're finishing school or we're trying to work to do this or, you know, like this is just the season of life we're in, but those seasons are just going to keep changing. And there's always going to be something about this season, your life of life that you're in, that's going to make it easy to just set your marriage aside But like we talked about, we're not asking you to give four hours every single day or even like a solid four hours every single week for a date. Like just find like 30, 30 minutes a day. I have a a therapist friend who says she encourages couples to find 20 to 30 minutes every single day to sit down and connect. But just finding like five intentional things or five setting something for yourself. Like I'm going to intentionally connect with my spouse three times today and like, think about it. Like, what am I doing? What am I going to do? Or I'm going to use the five love languages each day this week, or I'm going to plan a mini date night moment for us every single day this week, or whatever that looks like for you, whatever you want your goal to be. But it's just those simple in the moment things. And I think kind of like I liked what I was talking about when I was talking about the COVID thing that like it gave people that like, because we can't do it, we t- like, we'd taken it for granted that we could just go out and go to a restaurant and do our favorite thing whenever we can. And now we can. So we feel trapped. Like I'm, I'm willing to bet that all of us are it are in that same sort of situation. It's some with something in our marriage. And so use that as 
momentum to get creative and think creatively like we did. I think there's some things like that really were good from the pandemic and some things that we kind of have forgotten about that were good. And just that opportunity to just find time to have fun together because life is hard. Yeah. <laughs> but like your husband said, like you chose someone fun to spend your life with. And so that part of your life can be fun. And if your relationship with each other is fun, then what you get out of life together is going to be, I don't want to say more fun because some things just aren't fun, but it's not going to be as miserable. How's that? Yeah. I I like it. I like it. And as you're, you know, thinking about those intentions and what you want to do, the second that it feels too hard, make it smaller, make it smaller. I, I remember years ago, I actually changed the background of my, my phone to an affirmation. I love affirmations. I have many episodes on affirmations. You can go back and listen to, um, and I'm trying to remember what it said, but it was on my phone for probably a good six months. It, would e- it was either something of, I have an amazing marriage or I'm an amazing wife. It might've been that. And so every time I picked up my phone, it just reminded me, I'm an amazing wife. I'm an amazing wife. And so that was top of mind of like, okay, well, if that's true, what am I doing? What am I doing? Or like, I have a really happy marriage. Something, it was something along those lines. That literally can be your goal. Like you don't even have to do anything. <laughs> I just Mm -hmm. had a reminder that told me every single time I picked up there that that was a priority to me. And in the background, in my subconscious, that made a huge, huge difference in how I was showing up because I was just like, I was reaffirming that every single time I looked at my phone. So literally make it the smallest possible like baby step for you. And then when that feels good and you can take on more, take on more and then just start building and do the slow things and and you'll have just this incredible marriage and it's fun. And then life is fun and all of the hard stuff you just get to do together. And that's how it should be. Yes. I love that so much. All right. So you've got some fun stuff. Um, I know you just talked about teaching a masterclass. I know you've got a podcast, you've got blogs, you have tons of resources to help us uh, make sure that we are prioritizing our marriages. So where is the best place to kind of connect with you and find out more? So everything I do is a, a prioritized marriage. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook at a prioritized marriage. And my podcast is called Prioritize Your Marriage. I have been doing some really fun things like podcast interviews. And I did kind of a webinar. And I'm actually putting together a love languages like virtual date night that I'm hoping to launch in the next week um, for people to sign up for to take that momentum of Valentine's Day and focusing on relationships and move that forward. And I'm always talking about those just fun, simple ways that I make my marriage a priority or that I see other people making their marriage a priority or um, ways that you can do it depending on what season of life you are in. Yes, I love it. She's got so many good things over there and so many good things in the works too. So I have all of the links down below. You guys can click on those and just want to say thank you so much again. I could talk this topic forever. It's so much fun for me. So (laughs) thank you. Thanks for letting me come chat with you. Thank you for hanging out with me again today. I'm so glad you pressed play. If you want to take a quick second to share this episode with someone you think would love it too, that would be amazing. If you're loving the show, make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes. Reviews are like magic for podcasts and your review will help get this show into the ears of more amazing women just like you. And come find me over on Instagram. I'm there at positively.jessie. 
and I cannot wait to hang out with you some more. So until next time, have an amazing week.